Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Can't Each Size, a hockey podcast. Uh, my name, of course, is Brady. Of course, I have my co-host here, Alyssa, with me as always. Uh, Alyssa, how how are you doing this week uh, on this fine Wednesday uh, evening? Cold. Cold? Yeah. I'm freezing cold. <laughs> that was that was gonna be my bit about uh, about today. It is freaking cold uh if you're not from winnipeg i know a, a good chunk of our audience is but uh it is i what is i don't even know the temperature today it's really it hit them like it was like sitting at a m- minus 20 some but like i woke up this morning it was so funny my dad god bless his heart he woke up early this morning because my brother had a math test and my brother was like er, like well i say math test it was like a calc university engineering calculus yeah minus 21 right now makes sense feels like minus um, 35 and <laughs> No, but yeah, okay, so yeah, that's that's what I was gonna kind of get you. So my dad was away. He's like, I'll go and I'll start your car for you. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so nice of you. And so he did. And he comes back and he's like, Yeah, it's like minus thirty one without or without the windchill this morning. And I was like, How cold is it with the windchill? He's like, Oh, there is no windchill. It's minus thirty one. There's no wind. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> but like then I think the wind picked up a little bit. But yeah, it's like been hit. Yeah, like it feels like minus thirty five day today. Like it's definitely the coldest that we've had so far down the stretch and i know it's just the beginning but i'm sick of it i'm so sick of it it's i i if you are a person who says that you prefer winter to summer you are a psychopath and you clearly don't live in like a place where it actually gets cold uh if you live in winnipeg and say that i think that you need to be put in a in a mental ward like i i and I, I just so, can't. What? I am a winter. No, you, you, literally, you literally just said to me that you're done with this already. It's, no, literally it's, today, it's today, 7th. send me over the edge. Today might have flipped me. I'm always like, that oh my I'm like, God, I just enjoy the festivities of winter. I like Christmas. I like the hockey season in the summer. I just I'm always so exhausted because I get so warm so easily. I'm always working and in school, like working full time and in school, which is I don't work full time during the school year. So it's always just like very exhausting for me. And like, I just don't associate summer it's also my birthday i don't like my birthday i don't like summer like it's just not my thing and i don't know but today when i my 35 minute commute to work i still had breath in the car by the time i got to work after 30 minutes because of how cold it was i was like you know what maybe maybe this is it it was so funny um i was talking to one of my friends um that i met through hockey stuff and we were chatting and i and uh, I was complaining about how cold it was, and he's like, "Well, like Toronto and so like that can't be that much different." I looked it up today in Toronto, seven degrees, seven, seven. degrees above zero, seven, that's, seven. That's that's fucked up. I'll be honest with you. I I don't want to swear, but that's fucked up. Um, uh, it's it's very yeah, funny yeah. for. So I I'll just let you know. I drive a bit of a beater. Like my my car <laughs> has has gone through the ringer, um, and and right now it's it's in its um. I think I think the block heater just doesn't work, uh, and my battery is kind of poo poo. So what I've been doing, I have to go into work once a week. Uh, so the night before. Uh, I'll always go out and boost my car. Uh, I'll start it, leave it, leave it running for like 30 minutes. You know, take it for a quick drive around the block, make sure it has a charge. So then in the morning, I'm good to go. Last night, I literally just was like, it doesn't matter if I if I do if I boost it right now, it's gonna need to be boosted in the morning, regardless. It will not survive through thir- minus 35 degrees. Um, and my girlfriend, bless her soul, was just like, just take my car to work, and I'm like, thank you, 
so much. You are the best. Um, That's yeah, clutch. <laughs> absolute queen. Um, anyways, I guess we don't have to uh, <laughs> talk about Winnipeg weather all all day because that's uh, that's what we all complain about people tweeting about is just being like, oh, it's cold and oh, you know, it's it's raining. Do you want me to say? Do you want me to say? Oh, when the first snowflake falls, people forget how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I guess oh, I guess we should. It is true. Uh, but it's it's okay. It's not that people forget how to drive. It's that people are like, hey, uh, I don't have my snow tires on because I didn't prepare and I need to drive slowly. Yeah. So and it's also like where I live. It's so funny because like it's a combination of like people in their jacked F-150s with their fuck Trudeau stickers on the back of them going 30 over the speed limit and then half the other people going like 30 under so it's just like absolute mayhem on the streets so bad that's wild um anyways <laughs> we'll anyways. Uh, we'll hop into hockey uh now so uh this week we decided to do a little bit of a, a theming for uh for what our um our topics are gonna be uh Liz, you wanna you wanna introduce this since this is your your bit welcome to dudes of the week <laughs> brady and i were prepping our episode and i was like oh my gosh we need to do like a dudes of the week segment and i was looking at all the things we wanted to talk about i was like no this is a dudes of the week episode there are so many guys who need to be notably named dudes of the week for what they've done in the last few days and we're going to talk about it today so we have a top 10 list of the dudes of the week for you but it may not be the top 10 that you think we are doing dudes of the week five wagons because you know we love a good wagon and five derogatory so if, anyone, five if dudes, anyone doesn't if anyone doesn't listen to this show regularly regularly they'll think that we're going like top 10 dudes of the week in the wagon category and it's like us talking about dudes asses it isn't <laughs> oh man I didn't even he's think got a wagon anyways um yeah so we have we have two categories sorry i, I didn't mean to cut you off Liz. No, one is about dudes' asses. No, I'm just kidding. So we got five dudes who were on a tear, have something special that we want to talk about that they've done this week that's great. And then, alternatively, we have five dudes who need to be talked about, but in a more, and hence the name, derogatory way. A couple of just anti-dudes of the week. But, you know, we need an overarching title and theme and name, so this is the Dudes of the Week segment. We're going to talk about the dudes of the week. Exactly. Um starting off with number one in our derogatory or no sorry i apologize i was looking at the wrong list uh in our wagon category the man i who last show i said if there's anyone in the nhl who needs to be drug tested who needs to be just ped tested for steroids tage thompson who is like what is this guy on about uh for those who don't know tonight he played columbus uh him him and the buffalo sabers played playing. i think the game's still going on I there's think, room for this to continue uh i'm pretty sure it it just ended. It over? i'm pretty sure it oh, just damn. ended anyways the final score was nine to four you heard me right nine as in like like uh I can't Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. <laughs> As in uh like a touchdown and then two extra goals. Uh, a touchdown, the extra point, and then two extra goals. Um so what? Tage Tage Thompson <laughs> scored four goals in the first period within 16 minutes. 
four goals like that's that is as much as many goals as the entire Columbus Blue Jackets scored that night uh tonight um and then he scored a fifth one just for just 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 on top of that um in in the second period as well I would have loved to see a double hat trick I don't think we've seen a double hat trick in a in a very long time um it makes me sad that Thompson doesn't play here in Canada because uh someone would have won a million dollars uh if if oh yeah <laughs> which uh but but hey i digress um that it's crazy to see the, this guy because he was just kind of thrown into that ryan o'reilly trade as just like a guy right like i'm my favorite I, term he was guy like he for some reason something's telling was he a, a, fir, a first round pick literally don't ask me anything about t Thompson before last season he was okay he was a first round pick but he he did not look good if you look at like even jay fresh's like um war percentile i'm pretty sure he, he, he was, was a first he, percentile he was a one percenter like he was literally in one of the worst players in the league in regards to war and now he's just like a god uh i don't know what his his deal is um the buffalo he's six foot six brady that's what his deal is <laughs> he's a unicorn he's an absolute unicorn the guy is on an absolute tear um yeah i i don't even know what to say i don't even know what to say like it's 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 ins you know what he's the next chara <laughs> shut oh my god oh man oh my god for, see, for see the reason i haven't said anything yet is because i'm trying to pull up okay here are some guys who have the same amount of goals this season as tage Thompson had tonight evander kane Mike Hoffman, TJ Oshie, Max Contois, Kasperi Kapanen, Alexander Barkov, Thomas Shabbat, Trent Frederick, Nick Bukestad, these are Logan O'Connor. These are guys are who all have five goals only on the season? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these guys have Josh Morrissey and Adam Lowry also on oh. the season. Same amount of goals as Tage Thompson had tonight. That's insane. Uh, that Against a team that beat the Winnipeg Jets a couple days ago, but whatever. I Yeah, that's true. Um... I say this in the most uh, wagon term. Uh, that guy's a freak. He's insane. <laughs> like he's crazy. <laughs> freak, non-derogatory. Yeah, non-derogatory. Exactly. I like. I don't know if I. Maybe it's just because I'm such a hater. Like I feel like every time anything good happens, I find myself using the same bit of the. Mm, well, I anticipate he'll regress a little bit, but like you know, I feel like I say that all the time. But it's like I don't know if Tate. Tate Thompson's not five goals in a game good, but like, man, oh man, this dude might be the real deal. Like these last, I this season, last season, he's a real deal. He is. His shooting percentage was really high last year. And so I get why everyone was very skeptical when he signed his deal. But like, I don't know. I, I think he's him. I think he's him. Like it's <laughs> like he's the guy is nuts. Like we'll see how, of course, his career continues after this year because he's just on one this year. It's crazy. Um, and again, we have to ask the question: Did the did the Buffalo Sabers win the the Ryan O'Reilly trade? The Ryan O'Reilly trade, um, which of course is always going to be no because Stanley Cup, lol. Um, yeah, but yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I I think that unless you have do you have any final thoughts on Tage Thompson? Yeah, no, I, I'm just interested to see what kind of contract the dude's going to get next. That's kind of my well, I, he, he, re, he six foot six scoring winger. Come on, man. He, or is he a winger? Is he center? I don't even know. He's a winger. Or, sorry, he's he's a center. Trump. Sorry, I meant to say. Uh, he he signed he signed a deal this offseason. He got a he got a three year or no no what do you get? 
Uh, oh my God, no! Sorry, sorry. But it was here, like a here, bridge no, 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 no. type. Sorry, 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 sorry. He he signed an extension. So uh, after this year, he is signed for uh, seven years at seven point one four five. Seven point one four, basically. Honestly, slay. Good for him. That's crazy. Which again, when he signed that deal, everyone was like, "Yeah, I don't know. Is he going to be good enough?" But like, that's going to be uh, a killer deal if he if he is if he continues to be the guy that he's been this entire like. I, I I get why people were skeptical, but it's just like he's him. I don't know. He's he's doing it. While we're talking Buffalo Sabers, like I know this isn't it's not really falling in my due to the week thing that I said I was gonna get into, but I hate it when like so when that deal was signed, like this is a bit of a different situation, I guess, but I hate it when people try and be like, I told you so. Like anyone knew that Tate Thompson was gonna be like a top ten score in the league. It's like the whole Jack Quinn thing right now. That's what I meant by people are like, Oh, and people said that they should have drafted Colt Perfetti or Marco Rossi ahead of Jack Quinn. It's they like should've. They literally should have like <laughs> that one still has the time to pan out to be what we thought it was going to be. But in no world did anyone know at the draft time that Marco Rossi was going to be affected by COVID for two years. I, like, what is wrong with you for th- like whatever I, to, to, to piggyback onto your um, you're like dunking on people when they had the, the right take at the time. Uh, or sorry, when they like had the obviously that you know they they were skeptical of something and then it turned out to go well. Is is the Leafs fans who were who are dunking on everyone who was like, uh, who, who like all the sense fans who were resp- who responded to like the tweet of of them trading for Matt Murray being like, oh uh, we we gave them uh they they took the entire contract and uh they gave up assets and blah 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 and this and that and then people are dunking on those sense fans because Matt Murray has played like I don't know like 10 good Seven games. games yeah like don't get me wrong he's playing well and uh I, and this was one we uh i guess an honorable mention of due to the week uh he had the highest highest uh goal saved above expected is that correct what was it yeah um, in a game in, in, a, in a single game yeah it was 5.97 i think it was like super close to six but that's a bonkers number for a, goal, a game yeah for a goalie no, no duh of course for a goalie <laughs> yeah he's block uh, shots don't undervalue block shots you can't undervalue us um anyways we can we can probably move on to number two now uh number derogatory two, derog- my favorite category <laughs> jordan binnington this guy Ooh. is a is just such a dumbass like i hey, this is where the perfect term is like we use it all the time. This dude stinks. He stinks. It's the <laughs> best. Like I hate this guy. Yeah, he he is. Not only does he stink, but he's also a dumbass. Like it's so funny. Basically, if 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 you here's the thing, if your coach will not stand by you and and stick up for you, it's. It's game over. Like, what? What are you doing? The go- like the goalie is the most like you know to use the term mental like the most mental, uh, mentally like challenging, uh, position. Like, uh, it's definitely the one that has the most pressure on it. it. It's the one that like, if if we've heard of coaches who are like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my goalie in even though he's getting slaughtered because I want him to to feel confident or I'm going to pull him because uh, he doesn't want to stay in the net and uh, we need him to be ready for next game. Like the goaltender is such an important position when it comes to hockey and having your coach be like, this guy has to stop. He needs to cut this shit out. 
this basically if you missed it jordan bennington was playing the 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 blues were playing against the the penguins um Jordan Benning, Bennington was doing his usual dumb shit, and then uh, what started all this is Jason Zucker uh, comes around the back of the net while he's kind of behind there. He sticks his gloves out, his glove out, and uh, and basically clotheslines Jason Zucker for no reason. Uh, what happens then after is that Jason Zucker, uh, you know, gets the puck and plays and uh, and scores a goal on Bennington, and you know is is pretty happy about happy about it. Gets his little payback goal, uh, and then Bennington. Uh, <laughs> He gets a uh, he gets pulled by Craig Berube, and then while he's on the on the way to the bench, he takes his mask off and starts chirping the bench, yelling. He got a he got a ten minute misconduct for doing this, um, <laughs> and he's like, it's just so funny to see uh, a goaltender be, who is getting pulled. You you are literally getting pulled out of the game because you are too hot headed. You are too shitty of a goalie to stay in the game and you're gonna go chirping as if as if you're the one who's like i'm winning i'm winning it's like it's it's like that drill tweet of like i'm not owned i'm not owned as i shrink into a tiny uh cob of corn <laughs> like literally no it's unreal and it's just like I I had to pull up the graphic that the NHL Network posted, and it's so funny because I feel like so a lot of mainstream media, like specifically the NHL, like they like to celebrate their players. They don't like dunking on them. However, the NHL Network posts this graphic: Jordan Bennington last five games record 5 and zero king. Now, save percentage and goals against average are not my favorite stats. However, when they work in my favor, I love them. Save percentage eight forty one, amazing, amazing goals against average. 4.8 over the course of five games. It's not like it was one game where he had a stinker. No, his goals against average was almost five goals a game in those five losses. Beautiful. Beautiful. Couldn't have written it any better myself. He he stinks. And it's it's so fun. Like, you know, the Blues are are kind of like a, a bit of a rival of the Jets. They're not up there with like, I don't know, I guess Nashville is, is a bit more uh personal to us i guess chicago kind of has the weird you know taves thing um and then and then minnesota is is you know right by us so we don't have the biggest rivalry with uh the blues however jordan bennington everywhere he goes everyone hates him um and it seems like his teammates don't even like him either um so yeah like i you got to ask, should the Blues have kept Billy Huso and traded this bum? Probably. Like, that probably would have been a better thing long term. Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, he's he's what, what like a, an 895 on the season. I'm not sure if you said that, but he's he's a oh, below he 900. Season, he, but it's bad. Yeah, he's a below 900 goalie. Um, yeah, so he's he stinks. And then um, also very funny, just a little little mention. After um, after Bennington gets pulled, Thomas Grice goes into the net, and right as the camera pans over to him, he falls over and uh, like catches an edge, and and just it it just looked like the most uh, clown show. It should have had the in in behind it because um, it just was insane. And uh, again, it's always fun to watch the Blues lose because exactly, I I hate those guys they stink yeah and it might be more his fault than anyone else's for that but also 2019 playoffs mm -hmm. yeah anyways but that's so that's due to the week number two derogatory due to the week number three 
this is a double-headed dude of the week. We got to give a shout out to double, Mitch Barter and Jason dude. Robertson. A double dude. A cool dude. It's like double jeopardy, but better. Just kidding. I would never <laughs> say that about double jeopardy. Um, double dude of the week here. Mitch Marner and Jason Robertson. Um, obviously, Mitch Marner's point streak is still alive. Jason Robertson's is no more. But point streaks above 15 consecutive games, man. Worth talking about. Both of them. Uh, Jason Robertson, his capped at 18, I believe. And then Mitch Marner, I believe, is still on with about 20 games. Or is that at 21 now? Something like that. Anyways, besides the point, two very fantastic hockey players. Very fun hockey players with very fun records. Yeah. And, you know, Marner is Marner. We all know. I, I don't really want to talk about Marner that much, if I'm going to be honest with you. It's it's easily one of the quietest goal, like like point streaks in the league. Um, he deserves the credit, and he's been doing great. Uh, I will say, though, there was a game against, like, I think the Sharks, where literally all the Leafs were doing were trying, was trying to get him a point, and they didn't even... It seemed like they didn't even care about, um, like, actually trying to win or anything like that. They ended up winning, I think. But regardless, um, I think I think that there's you know they're definitely trying for for Mitch to get him a point. Uh, you know he'll probably spend three minutes with an empty net kind of thing. Um, but Jason Robertson is an animal that like I I can't understate how like you know we we like to talk about you know at this point who's going to be the heart who's going to be this and that like jason robertson a guy you definitely would not have expected at the start of the year to be in the heart conversation i'm totally here for it like i totally completely agree with the fact that he should at very least be in the consideration for for him for the heart um you know, you're always going to have your Matt, or sorry, you're always going to have like, your Connor McDavid's there. Um, you know, he's been absolutely lugging the Oilers along, but um, but Jason Robertson definitely deserves uh, significant um, consideration for the heart this year, especially with how his, his uh, season's going. If he continues to uh, keep rolling, um, you know, he 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 definitely deserves to be talked about. Um, before we do move on, though, uh, I want to ask you a question, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell oh, me God. how can you tell me how long the longest point streak is in the NHL? Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's the kind of thing that's actually going to be like lower than you think it is because like theoretically Wayne Gretzky probably could have scored in every single game he was in. But I feel like it's probably not that. I'm going to go with like 30 games. It it was Wayne Gretzky. It is 51 games. Jesus. In that span, <laughs> 61 goals. Goals. Not even points. Goals. 61 goals, <laughs> 92 assists. It's not even fair. For 153 points in 51 straight games. That is, that is messed. Like, that's crazy. If, if like, this just goes to show, um, the difference of like, like I, okay, I'm, I was gonna make the argument that like you know the era adjusted thing, but also uh, it you know there's no other person who is right up there at that same time frame, but like there there is no circumstance where people should be getting 153 points in the span of 51 games like that just should not exist regardless of how mutant you are, how like special and and different you are. Um, goals goalies just didn't exist back in the day i'll be honest with you and not to take away from gretzky or anything like that no no but you're so right he, like genuinely the a goalie did goalies didn't exist until the 90s 
Like, uh, and I, that's a firm belief that I have. Uh, there were just guys who had big shin pads um, who stood in the net and uh, sometimes didn't All wear masks. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, All righty. Who, who do we got next here? Uh, Moving der- back into derogatory, my favorite category. Uh, off the board pick. <laughs> we're going off the board. Mark Spector is uh, our fourth dude of the week. Derogatory. So this one is more recent, I would say. I believe this is something that came out yesterday, today. Um, who is it about? Who is everything in Edmonton Media about? Not Jesse, Connor McDavid, not Leon Dreisaitl. Yes, he pulled your Sorry, my, my bad. I, I thought that that you was a prompt. It. I'm so sorry. Uh, yes, yes, he pulled your uh, Basically, Mark Spector came out with an article uh, talking about uh, Jesse Pugliarvi specifically. He had a he had a couple quotes to uh, Finnish journalists, which um, you know, as we all kind of know, the the European players tend to be a little bit more honest uh, when they're speaking in their own language, and especially to uh, media uh, that come from their own country. Uh, they probably just feel a bit more safe, and they're, they're not going to get absolutely lambasted, and they can kind of talk more honestly. But then again, Mark Spector is willing to use Google Translate and uh, and continuously put more and more pressure and uh and, and shit on Pugliarvi more and more the guy the guy will not rest until Pugliarvi is not on his team um so yeah so he wrote an article today uh about the fact that uh Pugliarvi went and told uh journalists he said uh 20 games in and I have one goal it's sad uh, I've been thinking a lot of how to do things differently right now and I just don't have the answer um you know, of course, I'd like to be uh, a productive top line player, uh, but right now it looks like I can't do that in the NHL. Maybe some other league. I don't know what to take from this because he's what, like 24 years old, and from what I know, has pretty good under underlying numbers. Like, this is a player who I still th- I I think this is a player who just needs a, a change of scenery, in my opinion. Like. It, this has just been going on for so long and it's it's crazy because like even later on in the article it kind of talks about how he kind of talks about how the, you know there's a lot of pressure playing on uh playing you know with uh connor mcdavid i almost said kyle connor uh mm-hmm. with connor mcdavid maybe maybe someday. a lot of pressure with kyle connor too yeah Real. Um, so true <laughs> mike yasemont uh, is like i can do it <laughs> uh anyways but like uh, this is you, you kind of like the, the the thing i want to ask here is to what extent does Edmonton and like kind of how like Toronto, like the whole media thing there, how much do you do you think that that affects a player? Like the whole the whole like every single little thing about you and your career is going to get lambasted every fucking night. Um, and every time you talk about something and every time you you make a mistake, it's going to be, you know, front page of, of Sportsnet. What effect does that have on a player? Like, I don't know. Like, what what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think that is something that, you know, we talk about the difference in sometimes players from from different countries and stuff like that. And it's something that's not necessarily European players. If you're an Austin Matthews, for example, who's the best player, and but you're from, you know, Arizona, where you could, you know, have the best junior career as like a midget player and no one knows what hockey is nearby so it doesn't matter like i feel like a lot of the canadian kids like the canadian captains and stuff like that people from those hockey craze whatever areas like i feel like they they know what it's like because they were part of that craze around it kind of thing so i think a lot of people when they come from non-toronto edmonton areas 
they are a little bit surprised and a little bit overwhelmed by that kind of stuff. And I, I understand that. Like you said, like especially in Edmonton, everything you're doing is scrutinized by the media. And there were the Jim Mathesons and Mark Spectres of the world who decided they didn't like you from day one. And now they're just <laughs> looking at every chance they get to be like, I was right kind of thing. And I don't know. Jesse Pugliar was a weird player. Like, I agree. I feel like there's a lot there. But at the same time, I feel like there's some stuff like I- i've heard some people talk about him like it's interesting to hear different perspectives but it kind of seems like the consensus is he's just a little bit lost like i don't know people aren't necessarily attributing it to the language thing like obviously that's a struggle for anyone kind of thing but he just seems a bit lost on and off the ice when it comes to the edmonton Oilers. and i don't know if that's necessarily true that's just kind of what i've heard from some people so like you said maybe it's a change of scenery that he needs i don't think he's going to see long-term success in Edmonton. I don't necessarily think that he'll see long-term success just by the nature of going elsewhere. Like, I don't think he's going to go to another market and all of a sudden pop off. He could, but I don't think it's, like, 100% going to happen. I just think there's something strange going on with that player. Yeah, no, I I, I, I don't think that it ever had to do with, um, you know, him being from, like, Finland or European. Or, I mean, like, that could definitely have a, a, a an effect on... Uh, how he was treated for example but with like you know media because you know there's always going to be xenophobia and this and that um for me like i think that this is a guy who just needs a change change of scenery and some confidence like honestly this is a guy who like again was a fourth overall pick was supposed to go third uh but pld jumped the queue like I just don't believe that this guy is a bust i don't do i don't at all and it's crazy to see how you know, he's been just on the trade block for so long. Like, I'm pretty sure Holland at, at one point was like, uh, I'm not trading him unless I get a first. And then uh, that never happened. And then last summer, he was like, I'm not trading him unless I get a second. And then that didn't happen. And now I just look here and I'm just like, this seems like, you know, a guy that any, if I'm like, it's especially if I'm a team like, I don't know the Coyotes, like if I'm a team like, like like the Blackhawks. If if I'm just a team that can put this guy in a one, get him away from the media circus, two, give him some space, let him work his game out, but also try to get you know get him a coach that is gonna actually teach him and 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 kind of build. Like I'm not saying that that for example Chicago or or. Arizona have those types of coaches but this is a guy who needs a coach to kind of set him straight and 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 give him uh a bit of a a bit of a kick in the ass but also at the same time like a comforting like hey we're gonna figure this out kind of thing um because I just don't believe that he isn't a bust like I just don't believe it I refuse yeah I feel like it's the kind of thing that like a lot of hockey players that aren't like there's that echelon like the athletic has that thing where it's like they have their elite franchise like you know there there's a certain tier that it drops down to where i feel like the whole nature versus nurture aspect becomes so important where you can ruin a fantastic player by treating them the wrong way and vice versa you can turn someone who may not have the same natural ability if into someone very useful and maybe above their caliber by putting them in the right situations and stuff like that. And I just feel like Jesse Pugliarby is one of those people that hasn't been managed the right way, but I don't know what the right way to manage him is, but I fully agree. They need to get him away from that media. Like I think that that's Edmonton to me has some of the most toxic media of any sports team in 
you know, in the NHL at least. Like, I, they're, it's pretty bad over there, and I don't think that Jesse Pugliarvi is, you know, well-suited for that. Like, I think it's just, it's a lot, and I think they just need to get him out of there. And I also think that people in the media who like to double down as opposed to just share facts in good ways and all that kind of stuff are kind of annoying, and that's very much what Mark Spector is doing here. That's very much what Jim Matheson does when it comes to Jesse Pugliarvi, and it's it's frustrating. I hate it, and that's why Mark Spector is a derogatory dude of the week. <laughs> Perfect. Fantastic. Um, this is uh, going to be a, a quicker dude of the week uh, on, on the wagon side. Uh, Shane Wright, he scored his first NHL goal, and who was it against? The Habs. Like, you can't you can't draw this up better. Uh, his, you know, Shane Wright's tr- treatment since kind of arriving in the league this year has been very, very weird. He started off the year getting like, what, six minutes a night, not even, and then being healthy scratched until the Kraken could use like a, an AHL loophole to send him to the AHL instead of the OHL. Uh, for like a conditioning stint, uh, I guess. And now he returns and uh, and alas, he scores his first NHL goal against the Habs. You know what? I am happy for him. Like the whole draft drama was so funny. Like it was very much a no hockey, only soap operas kind of thing with just the whole not going <laughs> one, not going two, right? Like it was a whole thing, but I didn't feel particularly strongly about Shane Wright. Some people were like, he deserves so much better. Montreal did this to him, whatever. And then there was the other side of people who were like, Shane Wright is entitled, whatever. I literally didn't care. I was like, he's some dude. Like, I don't really, doesn't matter to me. However, when he went to Seattle, I I felt bad for the kid. Just the way that the whole beginning of the season kind of played out for him and stuff like that. So I'm happy for him that he got his goal. I'm happy for him that it came against Montreal. I'm happy for him that he's going to go get to have a conditioning stint with the world junior camp i hope that works Let's out in his favor and that he's able to play with them i think that would be huge for his confidence and just some honestly like the caliber of hockey i feel like will the world juniors teams are not going to beat nhl teams that being said i feel like there's something to be said about p- playing with the best kids of your age that's really good for players and i think it's going to be good for him to to go and play with those guys for a bit absolutely and uh and yeah i'm 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 very happy like you know as much as uh, all the sh- the shitty stuff that has happened with the World Juniors in the past, uh, I'm I am excited to to see how he's gonna do this uh, this year. So um, you know, I, every every year it's it's one of the fun parts of of the holiday season is getting to watch uh, the World Juniors and the you know Canada should have a pretty good team. Um, you know, maybe we should have dove into that, but they don't really fit. In. They're not they're not dudes yet. They're still just this kids. They're not dudes yet. Um, so we'll talk about them another time. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah. of the week. That feels like room for something weird to happen. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shane Wright, dude of the week. We love derogatory dude of the week. Jacob Truba. I want to talk about this one a little bit. OK. Jacob Truba keeps making media noise in bad ways but the thing that's so weird about him is that he just seems like such a lovely guy yeah he steps on the ice and does silly silly goofy things every single game and it's like oh my goodness gracious the reason we have him on this particular dude of the week obviously we know that for the last couple years there have been times where he's made highlight reels because of 
really big blow-up hits. Some of them have resulted in really bad injuries. Some of them have been subject to a lot of conversation about was it clean, was it dirty, what was the intent. That's always a big one with Jacob Truba hits. And then people are starting to notice a pattern, you know, lots of big hits, lots of this, that, whatever. This week, two things kind of revolving around Jacob Truba. There was the one where there was a game where he was frustrated and he threw his helmet at the bench and he almost like hit his equipment staff and stuff like that. And it was kind of... People weren't happy about that. Some people were like, he's upset. He's showing passion. And it's like, okay, but also don't try and hurt your equipment staff. Like, I also have less patience for that when people are like, he's emotional. It's like, I get frustrated when, you know, audits are hard, but I don't throw shit. Like, I don't understand why, like, I understand that there is a different level of emotion when it comes to a game. It's higher intensity, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, people can also not throw things. Like, whatever. That's besides the point. That was the first thing. And then there's also... What did you want to say on that? Oh, I was just going to say, like, here's the thing. I, I understand. I completely get why you would throw something uh, in in rage. I, I've, I play NHL, and I play hockey. I slam my stick. Uh, I, I almost throw my controller sometimes. You get frustrated. Uh, but I will never, ever stand here and say that those things are okay. They happen. But you you shouldn't be like, oh, he's, he's showing passion. No, it, he's showing that he can't control his rage and he can't uh like uh regulate his his emotional anger which is uh, a thing exactly that you, like is you need to mature and be able to do that and i understand the frustration i i get it we, we, we i'm very passionate too i play hockey uh and 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 i watch hockey and i get upset but uh it doesn't mean it's okay to be doing those things Absolutely. And I also think that you're held to a different standard when you're the captain of a hockey team, too. And I'm not going to compare. I, I also yeah. know that there will be the dudes listening to this who are like, oh, you don't get it. I almost got my high school volleyball captaincy revoked when I punched a wall after a set. Like, I get it. I get it. But the thing is, after that, you're humiliated. You're embarrassed. You understand. OK, don't laugh at me. It was so bad. Uh, yeah. It, it was my Kyle moment. I Punching a wall is not... It was a brick wall, too. Like, I couldn't Oof. set for, like, a week afterwards. It was stupid. I don't know. But, like, I get it. No, I do get it. But it's, like, you also need to understand that, like, that's not... Like, you can't do that. And if you do, like, it's it's a thing that you're, you know, like I said, you're embarrassed about and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was just not a good look. But the second part of this, and I think the more important one, is the Andreas Athanasiou comments. Um, for those of you who didn't see that, I don't have the particular headline. But basically, what he says in an interview is he's like, he makes $8 million and has zero goals. And I guess if you can't contribute in that way, you contribute by trying to hurt players on the other team. Like, he straight up went out and said that about Jacob Truba. And Brady, w- what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, like, I I think it, it's it's him trying... He, he's, he's definitely goading Truba on. Like, he's definitely... Like, I don't think that that's... Like Troop is not a goal scorer. He's he's a defenseman. Like if you were you know, say, yeah. if you were saying this about like if 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 this happened and it was let's just go back and say Jesse Pugliarvi and he was like oh he's got one goal oh he's got to he's got to try and fight to try and make you know his spot in the lineup. It's like Jacob Truba is uh, a good like still a pretty good defenseman. Like and and unfortunately uh, on uh, at the NSU, like he. He has a better career than you than he does. Like, like I, I hate to be the guy to pull out the the receipts, but uh, you know, he he is having a better career. He's the captain of one of the biggest franchises 
if not the most popular franchise in uh in hockey uh so like i i i completely get and i support uh athanasi you um in his comments because i'll always stand up for a guy who's who's uh who likes to chirp and this and that but at the same time it's like you know while i think that that hit was pretty you know pretty rough like uh you know truba leaves his feet uh very clearly on it um there's a part of me that is also like, you know, <laughs> Athanasi U is just kind of chirping after, after the fact, which, you know, right. I, I get yes. it, and 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 I support it because you know, again, uh, no soapbox for it's just hockey, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it it's good. It's it, it provides content, and we get to talk about it, uh, and and it's a good, it's a good witty, fun comeback. Like I like that. Like that's awesome. It, it grows the game to, when you hear, uh, you know, people chirping back and forth. It gets people, you know, interested, and in, and in, it's it's fun. It's it's enjoyable. You know, he's making a, a good situation out of uh, him getting absolutely rocked by by Trupa. Again, a dirty hit, but um. But I guess that's not uh, how the league sees it because, uh, you know. League is doo-doo. But yeah, no, honestly, I didn't, before you went into that second part there, I was going to go to bat for a fantasy a little bit for those exact same reasons. One, I like that he's saying what he feels. A lot of times it's like, respect the player. Good guy. Seems yeah, absolutely. nice. Like, I'm sick of that stuff. I want to know how you feel. Like, so I encourage that type of behavior. I also, and also just... The reason that I also don't kind of want to go for, to bat for him is that it's so it's such a like a like you said a bitter reactive type of thing. Like this guy isn't sitting here watching the NHL and seeing, oh that guy is a danger and I want to talk about him. No, he's mad. What happened to him? Like I get that. So it's like it's a little bit more like I feel like there's less objectivity there and it's a little bit self motivated in L- that little, sense because you know salty. why he's saying a little salty. He's a little salty. He's a little salty, but, but you know yeah. But I also think it is valid because, like, he goes, Jacob Truba has developed a little bit of a rep for himself in that capacity. And at this point, like, it just feels like a pattern. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt for a while, but there's a lot of patterns in in those hits. You can watch a lot of the context of them. And I'm also, I don't like hitting as much because I find that a lot of the time, if you watch a guy go and hit someone and complete the hit, it's not super effective because the puck is already gone. They've taken themselves out of the play. Like there's that kind of stuff. And, you know, people talk about wearing the body down and all that kind of stuff. And and I get that too, but I also am just kind of anti hockey violence, as you can probably tell from me always talking about how much I hate fighting and how much I disliked, um, you know, other things and whatnot. So I am biased in that capacity. So I don't like big hits, especially when they're not productive to the play. The puck is already gone. Why are you going and charging this man? What what did that do other than give you five in a game? Like I don't know. Um. So, and open ice I don't hits know. are are open ice hits are kind of are like in general pretty dangerous. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I. So that's why Jacob Trubert gets a derogatory due to the week. Just wanted to bring up those two things that kind of happened. It was very controversial on Twitter. But you know what? I like the controversy. I like it when it starts in. A conversation with people like you said it's good for the game when players come out and say what they're feeling right because we know for a fact that it's been coached out of a lot of them so come on tell me tell me who you hate man i, I want to know <laughs> <laughs> we need some rivalries like and, and you know like here's the thing i wouldn't watch like i'm not going to be like oh you know there's the rangers are playing the the blackhawks i gotta tune into that but you know i i just might next time that they do play i just might 
because I might go, oh, hey, didn't they have that weird beef going on uh, from last time? You know, maybe I'll check out their the next time they play. It's kind of like how uh, there there was that, um, what was it, the game? Uh, geez, I'm blanking out. Uh, the the Leafs against the Canucks. After the, there was the one game where there was a, an absolute kerfuffle between the Leafs and the Canucks. This was a couple of years ago, and then the next game between the two of them was just absolutely crazy. Same thing with the uh, the Jets and, and the Leafs. You know, um, you know, after the whole Neil Pionk and Jason Spezza stuff, like, and the whole uh, Wayne Simmons, uh, Logan Stanley. You know, nothing better than being the Leafs. Like, it, it provides storylines to uh, you know what would otherwise be just another game right yeah absolutely for sure fully agreed okay uh, you, you next dude of the week one? yeah of course i do of course i do wagon dude of the week who's a wagon patrick line returns from a long injury stint against his former team in the winnipeg jets and pots two goals dude of the week absolute w uh i had to uh, i had to do game over um which uh, also that was easily the worst game over stream that we've had uh i had a bunch of tech issues with my mic and uh and also i was talking about a game that was really freaking shitty as a as a as a leafs or as whoa Jesus. whoa as a jets fan oh man i'm gonna get flamed by uh by by people for that one uh as a jets fan um that one was was tough but uh but it was again very very silver lining uh we still love our boy patrick we still, you know i've got i've got line a jerseys in behind me that this what the the aviators one behind me is a a line a i've got another line a up on the wall here um you know he's our boy. We 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 still love him. We're uh, always rooting for him to do well. And uh, again, it's it's very. It was very sad uh, to watch him score two goals where his shot was like a very key part of the goal, and then just being like kind of kind of having this weird, eerie, like sad feeling of just like, oh, I I miss that. I miss. Is it's not eerie. It's just it's regretful it's upsetting it's heartbreaking every time you see him do that you're like he should have been doing that at 10 million dollars a year on my team for the rest of his career well not 10 maybe nine but <laughs> caps going up caps going up come on yeah, yeah come sure on. whatever yeah, yeah yeah um no it just it just makes me more upset for uh and and think how about how upset i am with everything that happened with um with with Paul Maurice and how that all happened, which I'm sure we'll get into uh, shortly with <laughs> with one of our other uh, topics. But um, but yeah, it, it's it's great to see that you know Line is back. Uh, he he looks really good with Goudreau, and uh, you know as much as they don't have centers in uh, in Columbus, you know Boone Jenner. Looked, they don't have players in Columbus. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, Boone Jenner looks totally fine with them uh, as a third guy. So uh, you yeah. know, wishing the best of luck to. Uh, Patty Line, uh, as always. Um, okay, our next der derogatory. This one, this is a fun one. This one was fantastic. Very funny. Uh, again, derogatory, uh, Cal Peterson. Cal Peterson comes in uh, for relief of, of Jonathan Quick. I think that that's important to mention. Um, <laughs> and he... Let's in. I think it was what four goals. I can't remember. I thought I had it here. Uh oh, I lost like it. I lost it. Where did it go? Um, I don't know. He lets he lets in four goals after uh, coming in for quick, and they were all not great goals. And immediately after the game, uh, after the uh, the Kings lost nine to eight, 
as if it was like I don't know lacrosse. Um, <laughs> after they lost nine to eight to the Kraken, uh, Calvin Peterson was put on waivers uh, officially, and uh, you know he he just recently signed a um, an extension. I think he's making like five point four five or something like that. Uh, let me let me bring it up here. I should have had it ready. He's in his Jack Campbell era. <laughs> he literally, I mean, except he, I don't even know if that uh that um what's it called? I don't know if his contract has kicked in yet. Like, oh woof, yikes, yeah, uh, no. But um, while you look that up, oh. I'll just say that it was so funny. So Brady and I are in the game over group chat. So that's the you know SDPN. So you got Steve Dangle and Adam Wild and Andrew Berkshire, right? And all of the hosts from all the other cities. It's one of the more entertaining group chats that I'm in. If I'm being honest with you, it's always active stuff, always going on. And someone comes into the chat and makes a comment about Cal Peterson being put on waivers. And someone's like, LOL, yeah, honestly, like, they definitely should at this, or, like, that would be so funny kind of thing. And everyone's like, no, no, like, it actually happened. It happened. Half the <laughs> chat was like, Cal Peterson actually got put on waivers. The other half's like, nah, nah, you're Josh and me, man. Like, that's a joke. And it was so funny because it was like, it's just, it, it's so funny, right? Because oftentimes, you know, players, it's like, oh, they've had a bit of a rough stint and someone's coming back from injury. So they put them on waivers. Not often do you see someone have the most horrendous dog shit game that you've ever seen and immediately get placed on waivers when they make millions of dollars. So funny. Hilarious. I love it. It's funny. He uh, just just to, to bring it up, he is making five million. He's in the first year of a five million dollar uh, a year for three years contract with a modified no trade clause. Uh, so he can he gets to submit a 10 team list. Uh, wow. That contract's looking like poo. Um, obviously, he was put on waivers and sent down to the AHL because everyone was like, I'm, I'm not touching that. Um, and this season so far, he's sitting at a uh, uh, a point eight six eight, which is pretty rough, and a and a, a three point seven five goals against average. Again, we these are just easy numbers to pull out. Uh, I think by the the advanced metrics, he's also bad, um, <laughs> but I don't yep. have them in front of me, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, uh, ho- you know, I I think that he's not this bad of a goalie. I think he's just been having a bad streak. I think he just kind of needs to get you know a bit of confidence rolling. Um, and then hopefully the Kings can have uh, at least one decent goalie because uh, Jonathan Quick also sucks. Um, remember that one LA tweet, LA Kings tweet where they were like, that's eight years of our goalie being better than yours. And then they deleted it because everyone just kept dunking on it because Jonathan Quick sucks. <laughs> oh, and Cal Peterson too. So funny. Uh, that's why I wish team accounts would just like, they've gotten real bold in the last little bit and they've just gotten unbearably annoying. I actually find that a good chunk of the team accounts have been better recently, less annoying. Like they've they've been sorry, they've been uh as they've been doing the same amount of 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 dumb stuff, but I find it to be less annoying recently. Like I find like it's a lot less like, hey bestie, you know, like I feel yeah, like it's it's that a lot was cringe. It's a lot more like um just doing stupid things and like you know chirping each other and having fun yeah uh, which... no, that's fun i bet you in the summer they all had media training they sat down and they opened up their laptops to the vegas golden knights twitter and they're like what not to do what not to do yeah <laughs> didn't 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 they have like some sort of scandal where they like fired their guy i can't remember i i feel like this was a while ago i don't know the pandemic was so long who cares uh we don't need to talk about the vegas golden knights media uh social media guy 
Um, we are now down to our last two dudes of the week. So one more okay. wagon, one more derogatory. Can I? Can I? I think we should switch these. Like I think that we should do. I think we should end on the last wagon. Or what? What do you think? Okay. Sure. Like, yeah. Let's like, do like, it. Like, because like, I feel like that's going to be a, a longer conversation. I feel like. I feel like it will be. It will be. Okay. All right then. Um, for this one, <laughs> our final derogatory pick of 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 the week, uh, is. The entire Colorado Avalanche, um, <laughs> the entire Colorado Avalanche, uh, top top twelve, like they're all of their forwards. Uh, Alyssa, self proclaimed hockey fan, can you tell me, like, let, you know what I'm? Let, can you name six six players, half of the players that are in the top twelve for the the Colorado Avalanche currently? They are currently facing some injuries, uh, so you need to name players that are not injured who are currently playing. Okay. Go. So, Logan O'Connor. Correct. That's the first one I can think of. Yeah. I don't know why. That I know he's playing. Okay. And I know Miko Rantanen is not hurt. That is correct. He is their only guy. Sure. And then let's look through. I'm trying to think of their cup-winning roster. Half of them were traded. Half of them signed elsewhere. Half of them aren't playing, and that's three halves. Um, so Alex Newhook, I bet, is still playing. He's not hurt. Correct. You got three. That's three. You got four. No, three. You got three. Sorry, that might be. Is that I it? I can't go defenseman. No. I will give you one more, and then I give up. Andrew Cogliano. That is correct. He's playing. The the only other one I expected you to get would be JT Comfer. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. But other than that, uh, I'll just say right now on uh, on Daily Faceoff they have uh, three of the players don't even have numbers currently, um, <laughs> which is always great. Uh, so it's Alex Newhook, Mika Randon, Charles H- Houdon. Uh, as their okay. first line, uh, I don't know who Houdon is. Uh, I think he's a. a he's their a, Mikey Esamon. <laughs> maybe, honestly, maybe. Uh, then we have Andrew Cogliano, J.D. Comfort, Logan O'Connor, uh, okay. Sampo Ranta, uh, Ben Myers, who is definitely not uh, a creative player name, uh, Martin Kaut, Dryden Hunt, Cal Burke, Jean Luc Foodie. Dryden Hunt. Oh yeah, Jean Luc Foodie, because I. Is Liam Foodie his brother, or are they un- not related? Couldn't tell you. I honestly could not mm. tell you. Um, Jean-Luc Foodie ha- played his first NHL game the other day against the Winnipeg Jets, and he got a penalty. It was funny. Because wow. on the on the broadcast, it was so funny, because um, Dan Robertson was talking about they, they had like their camera in the car. They're like, Jean-Luc Foodie's parents came in, whatever, oh. and then... <laughs> Like two whistles later, they're like, "By the way, we showed the wrong middle-aged white couple. These are Charlotte Foodie's parents." And they were like right beside. So they were like right beside them, and they were like laughing and talking to each other. And you can see the other couples like looking at their phones. They can tell that they're getting like a bunch of texts, being like, "Since when are you this NHL player's fa- uh, father and mother?" <laughs> so funny, but yeah, absolute derogatory due to the week to the Colorado Avalanche. I saw a tweet today that was like. Man, oh man, you gotta hand it to the Colorado Avalanche. They're gonna win a cup one year and draft Connor Bedard the next. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't do not. That's why br- I never want to hear teams bitch about <laughs> you do not injury luck. Don't bring that evil into this world, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you can't say you can't say that to me. Um, 
<laughs> Anyways, but we just kind of wanted to to mention how how they are absolutely starving for uh for anyone on their team to to not be injured. Um just to give you a, an example, oh my god, they almost have a full lineup of injured players. <laughs> injured players, they've got uh Gabe Landiscog, Darren Helm, Valerie Nachushkin, Josh Manson, Nathan McKinnon, Bowen Byram, Evan Rodriguez, Art- Arturi Lekkinen. All of those guys are out. Um, Nathan McKinnon out for four weeks. I'm not sure about the rest of them, but Nathan McKinnon just happened very recently. So, uh, ouch, that stinks for them. But, uh, but yeah, we can, we can move it on to our final dudes. This is a double dude. We got another double, double dude. dude of the week. Double dude on the wagon side. We got Rick Bonus and Mark Shifley. Liss. Start us off. You you had the game over from for last night. Uh, Paul Maurice rolls into town with the uh, Florida Panthers, and uh, I was at the game. Incredible, it's su- such a fun game. Um, great atmosphere. But uh, but you actually had the uh, the task of you know sitting down, uh, watching it without probably drinking a bunch of beer and yelling and screaming. Uh, I mean maybe you did, but uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about Mar- uh, Rick Bonus and Mark Shifley. Yeah, so for those of you who aren't following why the two of them would be up here, let's let's walk you through what happened, okay? So they come into town. We know Paul Maurice has come back. First game back, coaching a new team. First things first, Paul Maurice has some media stuff during the day, and he says, yeah, I, I probably should have stepped down on that team at the beginning of the year before the year even started. And you're like, dude, what the hell? This guy, I, I don't even know. I... I could talk about Paul Maurice for like five to ten business days without stopping with maybe a couple sips of water. But also at the same time, half the time I just I don't want to. Like I'm just I'm sick of talking about him. I just whatever. Anyways, the, th- the thing game is, starts. This, this this if if we do talk about him, this is kind of like the bookend of the Paul Maurice era. Like this is kind of like the 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 epilogue chapter of just like you know what. Like, like, I, I think even if we do talk about him, because th- th- we, we, we were gonna put him as, as one of the derogatory ones, because, uh, it kind of fits with, you know, the Panthers absolutely despising him, um, but, uh, I, I am okay if we do dive into Paul Maurice, uh, but also, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off once again, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta sit down and listen. <laughs> My apologies. Continue. <laughs> Stop interrupting women. Jesus. Literally. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so game starts. Mark Shifley, in the first period, I believe he's only got one goal, right? Just just the one. He comes in, the intermission, they talk to him, and they're like, oh, man, like, how does it feel? Paul Maurice is back. You know, you saw that tribute. You know those leading questions that they ask. Mark Shifley, bless his heart, always gives the worst media answers regardless. However, he gives the answer. And it could have, basically, he says, yeah, it was good. He was here for a while, but we got that tribute over, so now we can get on with the hockey game. It was a curt answer. It was abrupt. No patience, just moved on. Anyways, we go on, and Mark Shifley has a couple goals in the game, and it's a good time, game's over. And then the media quotes at the end. Brady, I'll let you talk about these ones. So I'm I'm trying to trying to find the exact quote that he had. But um after winning, you know, he just does a very simple, you know, for sure, I'm not gonna lie. Uh that was a good win in my books. I'm pretty happy with that one. Uh, at the end of the day, we've moved on. We're a different team this year than we were last year. It's been uh, exciting for us. It's sorry, it's been exciting for a lot of us. You see the rejuvenated faces in this room. Uh, new head coach Rick 
bonus uh, has been on us each and every day, whether it's a good game or a bad game. He's always looking to help us. Uh, I think it's been awesome for me. It's been awesome for a lot of us. We're being pushed and we're being challenged to reach our full potential. That does a lot for our team. Oh my God. I I, I hate to 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 say this and, and to say that I think I was right. Um, and I'm not saying this in, in your face or anyone or, or anyone specifically, but one of the things that I said about Mark Shifley coming into this year was that this was a player who wanted to be coached. And that was a thing that did not happen under Paul Maurice. Sure, maybe at the start of his career when he was a rookie breaking in, when Paul Maurice kept him on the second line, when he should have been on the top line, uh, and then eventually an injury to Brian Little made it so that he had to be the top line center. And then, oh, look, he can actually be a good top line center. Um, it's, it's, it's so clear to me that Mark Shifley, the, you know, the self-proclaimed hockey nerd that, you know, Elliot Friedman, Jeff Merrick talk about, uh, this guy wanted to be coached and Rick bonus is now coming in and is actually, you know, constantly pushing Shifley to be the best player that he can be. Listen, he's not perfect. He's not having a fan. Like he's, he is having a great season. He's having a resurgence. doesn't mean he's going to be perfect on the defensive end of things and of things all the time. But he's getting better each day. And the team, the Jets just have such a complete new vibe around them. A new, like, a completely new, uh, you know, what's the word? I can't even think of it. Just the vibe around everything. New identity. There you go. Um, there, <laughs> Like, I, I don't even know what to say here. Sorry, my, my mic ended up uh, disconnecting for a second there. So hopefully you guys didn't lose me. That scared the, the crap out of me, if you know. The issues I've had recently. I actually haven't been hearing you for like 25 minutes. Oh, cool, man. Thanks. 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 Cool. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so it's um, and uh, what was what was the quote that Shifley had before the game um, about Paul Maurice? Well, do you do you know? I don't know. I don't know. No. Anyways, all of his quotes were kind of similar. So I don't remember which ones he said exactly when, but it was along the lines of like, okay. And every question that was about Paul Maurice, he made it about Rick Bonus. And I just think that's so interesting because, like, you know, and I talked about this on Game Over a little bit, and it's, like, the kind of thing where it's, like, I'll admit when I'm wrong, and God, was I wrong about Mark Shifley. I started to sense, at the even at the beginning of last year, before Paul Maurice left, I was, like, there's something off here. But for the couple of years before that, like, 2019, 2020, 20, early parts of 2021, I was, like, Paul Maurice, Blake Wheeler, and Mark Shifley are a trio they are on the same page and everything best friends paul maurice lets them do whatever they want they get to stay together all this kind of stuff and i was wrong i was so so very wrong and everyone else who thought that was wrong too we were all wrong because i still fully believe that blake wheeler and paul maurice are on the same page on a lot of things you know we all know that famous i'd run through a brick wall for him quote kind of thing whatever but Mark Shifley, just between the quotes, the resurgence of the year, the way he's looked so unmotivated the last couple of years, like a lot of it, I think, can be attributed to that relationship. And I just think that there was something missing there. And I think it ruined the worst year, or pardon me, what could have been the best years of Mark Shifley's career. Like after that 2017-18 season, we thought it was only up from there. And then Christmas of 2018, he just yeah. fell off a cliff. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. So... 
yeah it's, interesting it was i found it very interesting that uh that that you know as as i said there shifley had a lot to say about rick bonus and you know very pro bonus and uh and didn't really have much to say about uh about paul maurice in the sense of being like oh yeah you know it's it's good uh and and then post game blake wheeler has a comment that is very much like uh you know he's he's near and dear to my heart kind of thing you know and i i i have to wonder because as you were mentioning there the kind of you know we assumed it was a trio of a brain trust there and and i have to wonder if um you know all the questioning of maurice's uh management of the team um do you do you think that maybe blake wheeler kind of thinks that that partially like do you think that he is kind of tied to paul maurice in the sense that like if he criticizes Paul Maurice and the way he managed the team that he would be criticizing himself. Whereas I think Shifley is kind of like a little bit, you know, while we pictured those three together, I think that maybe the reality of it was Blake Wheeler was like, I want to play with Shifley and, and Shifley was just like, you know, the, Paul this, Maurice this whatever you say, King. Yeah. And, and, and Shifley was like, all right, pass me the puck then, <laughs> you know? And Blake Wheeler said, okay. He's yeah no said, for hey, sure hi. <laughs> like i think <laughs> sorry i think that a lot of like it's the kind of thing where it's like hockey is not an isolated sport you can't pick out things like everything is so woven together you look at stats you look at records all these kinds of things so like you said like i think a lot of the things where it's if you talk about anything related to team specific whether it's metrics or identity if you want to use that word if you want to completely shit on the coach for lack of better terms it wouldn't make sense to not also then dunk on the key players as well who were such a big part of that so by nature of that i think there's a lot of connectivity between paul maurice and blake wheeler so like you said like i think it's almost like if you're like our team was under such poor direction last year it's like mm, girly what what letter was on your jersey just just check in right like it's there's mm-hmm. a lot of connection between those two things yeah, absolutely, and uh, and shout out uh, the the Jets people for for putting the Pomo Wave GIF dot GIF in the tribute video, and I okay. Here's the thing, I disliked Paul Maurice. I dislike him, but as you know, as a person, I think he deserves some respect. And I will say, as much as I you know, I'll, I'll admit I I jokingly booed him while when when that was going on, but then you know. I sat there, I watched, and as him and, you know, Jamie Compon, you know, went arms in arm together, did one final salute and wave to the crowd, and you could see him going, you know, thank you, thank you. Uh, I I did feel, a little, like, not not emotional, like, in the sense of, like, I'm going to cry, but I, I did feel a little bit, you know, a little bit of, of nostalgia for, you know, the 2018 run and, and when things weren't so bad. In the video, you you know the oh like the yeah. the cheer on the bench. Oh yeah, they're so good. And like yeah, like like you said, like I any guy who's on a team for nine years, the Blake Wheeler, like when Blake Wheeler finally leaves the Winnipeg Jets, I will be sad about something. Oh, absolutely. I I have ragged on Blake Wheeler for years. However, I will be sad when he leaves, and in in a strange capacity, it's bittersweet. You know, you know. So yeah, like Paul Maurice will dog on him at that, but you know it's. It is what it is, and we wish him well, um, but also we wish ourselves well, and us <laughs> wishing ourselves well means him not not being good because that means we're right. So, so Hey, sometimes you got to close the door to open the window. That's all I'm saying. 
anyways, uh, one final salute to the boy. Uh, thank you know, thank you, I guess, for for the years. Thanks for the memories. Uh, even yeah, though they, there you even go. Thanks for the memories. So great, as Fall Out Boy said, even though they weren't so great. <laughs> real, oh, real, 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 real. Oh my gracious! So, so to recap, those were our dudes of the week, right? Tage Thompson, Wagon, Jordan Bennington, absolute lunatic. Mitch Marner, Jason Robertson, shout out. Big Wagons there. Not talking about their posteriors, however. Uh, Mark Spector, <laughs> loser. Shane Wright, happy for him. Jacob Truba, loser, question mark. Patrick Laine, we love. Cal Peterson, RIP. Rick Bonus and Mark Shifley, Chef's Kiss, Colorado Avalanche. Who? Who? So uh, thank you for joining us for our Dudes of the Week. We want to wrap up with a little game, um, as we often like to do. So I'm going to bring the glasses back out for this one. I'm going to put them on like I'm 75, just like Rick Bonus. And I'm going to pull up. <laughs> that was rude for no reason. I'm so sorry. I Okay. Anyways. So today's game is a little bit different. It's just maybe it's a little bit less fun. L- he's less 67. Creative, but... <laughs> I know. I know. I know he's not 75. I mean... I, the funniest thing was I took a moment. And I was like, wait, is he? <laughs> Sorry, I'm stupid. Anyways, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. He's not 75. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> I just have some NHL records pulled up here. Um, there are Uh-oh. some people that hold them. And I'm going to be asking Brady who, okay, how do I phrase this properly? The highest person on the list that is an active NHL player. So say it's a record that's held by Wayne Gretzky. Goals, for example. That would be an example. It's who had, like, the record for the most goals who Patrick Line. as an active player currently holds that and the answer would be Patrick Line. so no, no I'm just kidding. um <laughs> oh, so he. the answer would be Alex Ovechkin in that case so um to start it off so we're gonna start with some goaltending so longest winning streaks this one is actually the only one that is longest ever it's it's a tie because you know there are only so many games that you have it's a four-way tie but one of the leaders is a current player in the nhl i'm gonna and it is a 14 game win streak who that is an active nhl player an active nhl goalie has a 14 game win streak my my immediate thought goes to mark andre fleury is mark is it mark andre fleury i i feel like that just that just fits timeline wise it's got to be a guy who's probably a bit older and obviously played for good teams i'm i my mark andre fleury has got to be my first guess Easily. So Mark Andre Fleury is not correct. His ah. longest win streak is eleven games. Do I get a, a second? I'm just trying to think. If you want a second guess, give me give me like half a second to just like scan the league. Maybe quick. Actually, here's maybe... what I'll do. We'll give you one guess, just raw dog a guess. That's what you'll do with the first one, like you just did. And now I'll give you a hint. Okay, cool. So I'll tell you the year was 2016-17. That doesn't help. You should give me like what what division or what uh what conference he's in currently. Eastern Conference. Okay. Or er, okay, currently in the Eastern, not on the same team as right now, but was also in the Eastern at the time. Okay. So this win streak was with a team that this player is no longer with. Okay, that's too much information, but I still am not gonna get it either way. I was say, are you gonna um, get it? Um no, no. My oh, my brain is telling me craig anderson for some reason but i don't think that that's correct um i'm not gonna guess that 
let me just get take one more moment to to peruse around the uh, the the Eastern Conference. It wouldn't be like the Rangers. It wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be the Caps. It wouldn't be. Uh, Don't look at the team. The team Anderson, is a freaking chicken here. Freddie Anderson could be it, maybe, but I doubt it. I feel like Freddie Anderson did that, but like on on the Ducks though, when he when the Ducks were good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna go with I'll go Freddie Anderson. Can you go Freddie Anderson? That is not correct. The Damn. answer is, as Jayon Wright would say, Sergey Bobrovsky. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, so that was just, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just just now, give me um for the hint, give me just instead of conference, give me division and then okay. of, of their current team. And then I will try to re reverse engineer it. If it or is, we'll see if that's too much, but let's let's I'll, continue. I'll we'll play it by ear. Okay, we'll so that's out. one out of five. You got there's nothing there, so that's one of my five things. You're oh for one. Okay, next. Damn. This one was okay. Overtime losses, coaches. So, who, as an active coach, has the most overtime losses? I, okay, so like naturally, my guess is Paul Maurice. <laughs> like as the losingest coach, I would hope that that. But no, because then here's because here's the thing: because a loss wouldn't necessarily count as an overtime. Wait. Would losses include overtime losses? I don't know if that if yeah yeah, yeah I think they would or ooh that's a good question. Like I I don't know if they're technically separated in this case. Like I know for standings wise, like yeah, but either way, oh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Paul Maurice as my guess, regardless. That is not correct. Damn it. Okay, so this individual and this is a good time to use the current team because this was over the course of many. Oh, by the way, I should have said uh, this individual has lost in overtime 144 times, <laughs> and he is currently coaching in the Metropolitan Division. In the Metro, I guess that literally gives you eight options. Okay, so it's it's okay, so it's not. I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna guess Peter Laviolette. That is correct. Yes. Yes. Oh, Peter Laviolette. He's been, he's been around forever. <laughs> Barry Trotz is the most losing overtime coach, but don't worry. Paul Maurice is rocking at number eight. Yo, that's my boy. Oh, wow. The Metropolitan doesn't fare well here. It's Laviolette, Lindy Ruff, John Tortorella, back to back to back. <laughs> Woof. Woof. All right. Brady is one for two. All righty. Next, we have most career assists. So who in the NHL right now is the highest on this list for career assists with 912 career assists? Okay, so my my brain goes to Crosby first, but I need to think. Is Nick Backstrom considered active? Just out of curiosity. He's injured? No he, follow-up questions. Just kidding. Um because I feel like, because I, I, am not, I don't give me actually, don't give me any more information. I, because I, I, because that will potentially sway my he, guess. He is considered active, and it's not him. Sorry, okay, it's okay. I wasn't gonna guess him because I was like, I don't think he has. I think he's a thousand points, but not almost a thousand assists. Um, I have no idea what what. Uh, oh, I have no idea what Crosby has for like career points, but if you have almost a thousand assists. What was it? Nine? What'd you say? Nine hundred? What? Nine hundred twelve. 
912. I'm going to go Crosby. I feel like that's that just makes the most sense in my uh no wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'll just go with it. That's correct. Okay, cool. Yay! Hell yeah. So Sidney Crosby has 912 assists, 532 goals, uh, 1444 points over 1134 games. So Is he good? He might be. Is he on pace for 50 goals? He also might be. I say he does it. <laughs> I I would love for Sidney Crosby to score 50 goals this year. That would be sick. I, it, would, it would be hype. That is one thing about me that I will I, – I'll admit. I am a Sidney Crosby apologist all day. I love Sidney Crosby. I adore Sidney Crosby. I don't care. I'll say it. Okay. Yeah. Brady's two for three. Let's go. Next. This one – the individual actually is first of all time and fun fact second of all time is also an active player in the nhl so the category is most career shootout goals and this individual has 52 shootout goals oh man okay so active since 2005 um what when the shootout was introduced (laughs) yes so active since 2005, thought... so it's got to be an older guy. So Crosby would fit onto this list, but I'm not sure if he became a shootout guy or not. But I feel like nat- naturally he would be. Um, But I feel like this is like, I feel like this could be like a TJ Oshie thing, but maybe that's just me going like uh, Olympics brain. Um. I don't know. I like. I genuinely don't know. I, I for fun to not say Crosby again. I'm going to say T.J. Oshie. So T.J. Oshie is fourth all time, third of the active players right now. So that is not correct. But I'm going to give you a new hint. Okay. Player one and player two, fifty two and forty nine respectively, currently play on the same team. So wait, you, the second and first of all time play on the same team. They do. I mean, that makes sense because they would probably go to shootout often together. I would guess then probably that that's Crosby and Malkin. But I'm gonna say it's Malkin. No, 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 no. no. I lied. I lied. I lied because both those guys have been injured a lot. So maybe not. Okay, let's just say Crosby. Wrong. You are a terrible Canadian if your brain doesn't automatically. No! No! Who is it, Brady? Who is it? Is it Jonathan Taves? It is Jonathan Taves. Yuck. I hate that guy. That guy stinks. That guy stinks. Don't look at how much Jonathan Taves paraphernalia I have in a bucket in my crawl space. It has all left my closet. It is never to see the light of day again. However, they were all gifts because Jonathan Taves, I literally had his, like, number and jersey on, like, all of my schoolwork when I was, like, eight. So, <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> Cringe. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. You know. Okay, so Brady is two for four. So, last one. I didn't even go look at what order I was doing these in. Mm, You know what? I'm okay with this. 
So this is another skater records. This is the last one. Most points in a rookie season by an active skater. Who uh, was it? By an active 106 skater. 106 points. 106 points in 81 games. So it wasn't it wasn't McDavid because he got hurt. It the Well, that was the concussion in the boards, right? That was yeah, that was when no, no it wasn't a concussion. It was uh, his collarbone. Or was it, it was it was collarbone, his collarbone. Collarbone. McDavid's collarbone. That was Brandon, my cousin's fantasy team name that year. That's right. Because Brandon Manning hit him into the into the boards, and then the Oilers traded for him, and they were like, "What the?" F-? Everyone was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, oh my okay. gosh. Okay, so you said one hundred and six. That yeah. sounds like a Crosby number, uh, but it also sounds like an Ovechkin number. So I'm not sure, um, but uh, uh, where's Timo Solani on that on that list? By the way, is he number one? Uh, like, oh, come I, I, on, I, where do you think he is? I, yeah, he's number one. Okay, I thought so. Seventy six goals. Seventy six goals rookie. is nuts. That's crazy. Like that's that's <laughs> insane. Bonkers. Um, okay. like that's like borderline up there with one of the records that will never ever ever be broken. I don't think it ever will be. That's that's there's no so. way that that ever gets broken. Um, by a rookie especially too. Uh, anyways, not that's the exactly. point. No one hits seventy goals anymore. Anyway, not anyways, the point. Anyways. Um, I uh, hundred and six. My my brain is telling me Ovi for some reason. Uh, I don't think it's like a Patrick Kane number. I d- that's not a Stamkos number. I'm just trying to think of all the top picks over the past however long. It's none of the Oilers picks. Uh, Real. You know, obviously. Um, it's not a Matthews number. It's not It's not any of anyone more recent than that. It's got to be either like... Um, my, I'm not going to say which one is specifically my guess. I feel like it's either a Malkin, Ovi, or um, or Crosby number. And and something is t- telling me it's Ovi. Something is just telling me that it's Ovi, and I'm going to go with Ovi. Is it Ovi? Ladies and gentlemen, Brady has passed the game Let's today. Go! Alexander Ovechkin had 106 points in his rookie season. Sidney Crosby is number five on this list with 102 points in the same amount of games in the same season. Ovi better. <laughs> and if you're curious, Timu Solani is number one with 76 goals, 132 points in his rookie season. Peter Stassi is number two. And number four, who other than Dale Howardchuk? So Winnipeg Lot. Jets goaded in rookie scoring. Absolutely. And then they fall off after that. <laughs> so real. Anyways, we don't oh, need yeah. to talk about that. This is about rookie scoring. Do you know who else is on this list, though, higher than I thought he was going to be? Is Matt Barzell. I didn't realize how good of a year Matt Barzell yeah. had in this first uh, year. His, his call year was nuts. I can't, I can't remember Over what it was. Over a point but... three, 85 points in 82 yeah. games. Yeah, it was nuts. It was bonkers. But yeah, was... anyways, that's the game for the day. That's the episode. Dudes of the week. Fun game, you know. Here to have fun, so... Let us know uh, if you if you were playing along. Let us know what you, what you guys got on it. Uh, tweet our our Twitter account at Can't Each Size. Uh, obviously, follow us on there. Um, you know, subscribe on YouTube if if you're if you didn't watch this on YouTube. We have a new layout. Uh, we're gonna be able to put like articles and stuff like that on the screen and stuff like that to make it the uh, the the watching experience a little bit more fun if you prefer to watch. Um, but if you're listening, obviously we we appreciate you too. Um, yeah, like I said, subscribe on youtube like the the video uh give us a review on uh on apple Podcasts. obviously listen to game over winnipeg uh listen i will always be going live uh after the jets games um 
yeah, follow us on Twitter uh, at NHL Chunky at Liz Hood. Uh, I don't know. What is there anything else to say here? Is I, I don't. I'm not good. At, I'm never good at doing outros. I don't know why you let me ever do them. Um, you took this and ran, man. You took and ran. The, the issue is, I'm always like, we need to make sure we talk about all the things. We have to make sure we talk about our our TikTok. We talk about our Twitter. We talk about our YouTube. You didn't Anyways, mention our TikTok. I didn't mention our TikTok. Follow follow this on 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 TikTok at Canty Size as well. Um, Brady is old and doesn't like using TikTok, so I don't. I'm I I'm, I'm, I'm the, the guy who's like who sends you the Instagram reel um of the tiktok you saw like two months ago which is hilarious because i used to chirp people who would do that for tweets they would like send me a screenshot of a tweet which... twi- tiktok though is still people putting screenshots of tweets oh, in the background that. i can't stand that i can't stand twitter that is the goaded social media app and i will it die is. on that hill until elon elon musk ruins it until until elon musk burns the hill to the ground <laughs> literally but i'll be dying on that hill too Hell come yeah. to my funeral all right anyways thanks this so much everyone for listening <laughs> always a good time you know like brady said we're on game over winnipeg and that's where you know obviously huge jets fans so that's where we get to talk jets but it's fun to jump on here and talk about some other stuff because this league is bonkers and, and we love it and we're we're happy to chat about Anything and everything that goes on from day to day in the league, big picture stuff, small picture stuff, Tame, Tate Thompson scoring four goals in a period, we're here for all of it. So thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Good night, everybody.